What's up, all you highway heads? Welcome back to the highway with Kyle Shutt. I am Kyle Shutt, and I'm a uh, I'm recording from Amarillo, Texas, home of the Big Texan. If you ever needed a 72 ounce steak, a shrimp cocktail, a baked potato, a side salad, a dinner roll, and an iced tea, if you eat the whole thing, it's free. I don't know why I'm giving them free advertising, but I certainly am. Today on the show, we have Mr. Tomas Yeager from everybody's favorite band, it seems, Monolord. Uh, I like them, you like them, everybody likes them. They're heavy as shit. Uh, some of the, uh, Sweden's f- finest heavy metal, and we're going uh, to talk about all kinds of fun stuff. As always, if you like what you hear on the program, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, flip off that follow tab, you do whatever you got to do to make sure that you don't miss a single episode. And if you want to go one step further, you can find us at patreon.com slash the highway, where for a few scant dollars a month, you can help me keep these lights on. Help keep this show rolling. Hell, you can help keep some beer in my fridge. Anything and everything helps. Thank you all so much for listening. And this week, I'd like to give a shout out to Ray Ray Decker Cables out of Baltimore, Maryland. They make absolutely gorgeous custom cables. Uh, People always spend lots of money on their guitars, their amps, their pedals, but then they spend as little money as possible on their instrument cables. And uh, Ray Ray Decker does the thinking for you. They are absolutely gorgeous. They adorn my pedal board as they should yours. We have so many rad guests coming up this season. Thank you all so much for listening. I am so stoked about it. But uh, until then, let's do things my way. The Highway. Hey, Tomas, what's going on? Hey, hey, Kyle. How are you? Hey, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, oh, it's freezing here in Texas today. I don't know what it's like. In, uh, are you still in Gothenburg? Yeah, I'm uh, like uh, 45 minutes north uh, these days. Yeah. Uh, in a smaller town, like more more in, into the woods. Mm-hmm. I bet it's lovely. Is it? Is it like fucking freezing up there too? <clears throat> Yeah, it's been off and on for. But yesterday we had like a rainstorm, and today it's cold again. So Ugh. it's just up and down. Yeah, right. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, man. Uh, I was trying to think the yeah, last yeah. time I saw you, and it was a uh, God. It was years ago. I think it was um uh, in Seattle. Yeah, in Seattle we played uh, this. This lineup was insane. It was like like Donova, uh, All Them Witches, Mono Lord. Was it Windhand Cadaver the Sword? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, good That's lord. Insane. I do yeah. I, I don't remember much of that night because we got rowdy rowdy backstage, but I do remember and I don't want to throw you under the bus here, but I remember we all got so trashed that like, <laughs> like you, you fell down trying to get up the stairs and like we had to like <laughs> help you get up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, it was great times. Touring, yeah, man. I I miss it. We're actually uh, we're about to hit the road coming up pretty soon but uh yeah what's monolord got going on these days because i know um right when you put out your last album was right when the whole world shut down so that kind of soured everybody's plans but yeah what's uh what's cooking these days yeah we we just uh we did a european tour this fall like into december Mm -hmm. and uh, every time we played just closed down after us it's like the covid breathing down our necks like the whole tour and uh we uh i think we canceled one f- quarter of the shows i think jeez uh but uh, the shows we did were were really really great because 
even though it felt weird to go go out in a pandemic and play music, mm-hmm. it's it uh, we we did pretty well and uh, people were super stoked uh, to see us. And uh, we had Blackwater Holy Light with us, um, and it was a really great tour. And then now we're we're coming to the back to the U.S. in March. And it'll hopefully be a great nothing. time, I think. Yeah, to to do it, I think yeah. by then it'll be kind of calm down a little bit at least. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's 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 hope so. <laughs> I don't know. We we went out through the height of the whole Delta wave, and you know, while it wasn't the most convenient way to tour, it was still very successful tour, and everyone had a great time. Nobody, you know, uh, got incredibly ill or anything like that. I don't know. It was just like with these days, I don't, I'm not going to make any grand sweeping statements but this is just i don't know this is this is it now for a little while so we just kind of have to just be safe about it and you know yeah still have fun we'll have to adapt uh-huh but uh, what are you uh who are you doing with in the states uh we're going with a buddy so ours from sweden um called fire breather oh nice i've heard of them yeah i don't know where i've heard of yeah. them recently i don't know but um yeah, they they are uh, releasing their new album this week, I think, or next week. Mm-hmm. It's it's really great. It's really good. Are you guys like still riding off the last record, or are you? Uh, do you have anything uh, else coming out soon? Uh, not not really, because uh, when we recorded the new album, we um, we had a. Yeah, since we had to cancel a few shows that summer, uh, last summer, and uh, we we just took a, I won't say break, but we we had no use of rehearsing, and we didn't have anything like new to rehearse. Yeah. But we're thinking of maybe a single of sorts or some something like that, just you know, to to keep it going see if we can shake shake some old song that we haven't because we have a bunch of uh, like demos of songs uh, lying around that we haven't used but mm. that's the problem with songs that are old they feel old so uh, <laughs> uh, we'll see uh, but we're, we have plans to do something but uh, it's also the, the fucking uh, pressing plants these days oh, you God, can you like one year in ahead in advance to to get something out it's it's insane it's absolutely madness i've never i mean it used to be bad but like not like this it's just crazy so th- maybe that's what we should do instead stop playing music and just build another record plant hey sign me up i'm down yeah <laughs> <laughs> well um i mean don't um i know you self produced a few of your records, but is that kind of like what you're going to do uh, going forward, do you think, since there's just kind of all this time on your hands? Yeah, I think uh, we, we have, since both me and Espen, we, Espen works, uh, the drummer, you know, he mm-hmm. he, were, he he got the a new studio um, last year, uh, and where we recorded the new Monolord album. And both me and Espen are really like you know interested in sound and try different you know walk around with a cup of coffee and try weird mic placements or whatever and just it's 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 a cozy thing to do like in the studio go mm-hmm. 
and we, we're used to do everything ourselves and we will probably keep on doing that for until we get a better suggestion uh i don't know we're pretty happy with the way things work uh, for us um we're kind of self-sufficient espen is mastering and mixing and <laughs> and uh yeah it's it's uh it's a great um we have we have our way to to write and our way to produce and so, but we're 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 sometimes talking about uh, to get the producer or engineer slash producer, but we still haven't found anyone that we trust enough, <laughs> to be honest. No, no, that's that's great because I mean most bands these days, you know, it's it's more like like bigger bands these days are way more DIY than even the punk bands were, you know. 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy oh. and uh mostly it's just you know because of uh budgetary constraints and things like that but also just i think bands are just more into the idea of, of getting into you know like you said sound creation and uh, there's audio engineering and things like that it's, it's a lot more accessible than it used to be and uh so, yeah uh, what's um was there a point in your life was there like one point where you're like this is what i want to do i i have to make music you know what i mean and then like because getting into playing guitar is a lot different than getting into mixing and, and mastering and things like that was what, what kind of yeah. like brought all that up in, in you i remember when i was like um i think 17 or 18 i borrowed my buddy's uh yamaha four track tape recorder mm -hmm. And I started to uh, to make make songs more in layers. Because earlier I just you know recorded stuff on my like an, just a you know a regular tape recorder with a built-in microphone to mm -hmm. record ideas. And uh, then when I realized shit, I can have four tracks to do stuff with, I was really really excited. And uh, but at at that time. Um, it was it's so easy these days you know you can just have a computer and you're all set to record whatever uh i think we we that are a bit older we had to f to fight a bit more to create stuff and uh but then when i was like 25 i started to uh, fool around with different simple recording uh, audio programs and I think some somewhere when I was around early 20s I realized that this is the most fun I can have it's it's the uh, it's the thing I love the most it's creating music and now I have my in the house we live in now I have a room f like cramped with I, I can't even move sometimes because I have so much stuff um <laughs> uh, and uh, that's what I love about it. I can sit and record something, and I just turn around to pick up whatever instrument and and record that too. And everything is like set up and ready to go. And I can just turn on the computer and start recording right away. Uh, and that's a must for me. If I, it's so one of those things. If you, I, I can't keep it like nice and tidy because if I have to, you know. Before I record, I have to put everything up, or I have to connect stuff. I, I lose interest, and it's the the moment is kind of gone sometimes. Totally. So I I really need to have have it just set up at all times, so I just can 
Yeah, record whenever. Yeah, some, and yeah, sometimes you get an idea, and then it's just like if you spend too much time plugging shit in, it's just gone, like poof. You know what I mean? That's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I always have to have my phone near me at all times, and sometimes I don't, I don't even like have a guitar necessarily. I just have to like sing the riff into the phone just so I don't forget it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I do the same. Uh, I have, uh, I have so many because. Uh, when I'm sitting, when I'm downstairs, you know, I did, watching TV or a movie or whatever, I I try to keep a guitar pretty close too, so mm-hmm. I just can pick it up and just. Sometimes I, um, you know, you hear I I listen a lot to music like in movies or in in. I watched uh, this series now uh, called Archive Eighty One. Uh-huh. Have you seen that? I, I I haven't seen the last episode, so don't ruin it for me. But <laughs> I haven't seen. I, I've just seen uh, like three episodes or. I've four. seen almost all of it. It's wild. Yeah. But yeah, no no spoilers, please. But uh, <laughs> the, the 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 score to that is really mellow, and in the background, you can you, you're sometimes you're not even thinking about it. But uh-huh. and those things give me a lot of ideas. The, the small, and I've been starting to make. Um, music um more like a- ambient stuff to these days just because i i imagine like a movie or a, a series that has a certain kind of vibe and it's i find it really easy to like compose stuff into that vibe and it can just be like i'm thinking of releasing like an ambient record uh, like just put it online no label or anything yeah. just put it up on Spotify, just and it's. I love to do, even though I love to work with Espen and Mike Monolord. I I love to do stuff all alone, like just uh, smoke a fat one and just go upstairs and press record and see what happens. Yeah, and yeah. it's 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 my favorite thing in the world. I uh, but I, you, I know but exactly you, you can't say that in Sweden. Oh right, yeah, totally. Is it still like yeah. that? What is it still like pretty taboo in Sweden? Yeah. Yeah. That's a goddamn shame. It's a I heard uh, recently that uh, Germany just like decriminalized marijuana. Yeah, it's stuff is happening it's but mind uh, blowing to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, all the strict Germans. It's uh, it's uh, it's weird. Well, now it's not like it's not decriminalized. Now you have to smoke weed. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that was a, that was interesting what you were saying about um yeah, creating more like drone style uh, kind of ambient music. I, I do I dabble in a bit of that myself whenever I do soundtrack work uh, for for things. And um, what what's most difficult for me, I guess, is um, like when there's a click track running and I'm trying to like create something that's got like a little more of a you know, uh, uh, you know, it's it's more about the feel than it is like keeping on time. So I'll just most of the time I'll just turn the click off and just like make something completely out of time. You know what I mean? And yeah. just kind of like just yeah. feel when to go in. But then it kind of makes it hard for like audio cues to drop in when you actually pair it with the video and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, doing shit like that is super fun, man. I love it. Yeah, I do the same. I When I do the ambient stuff, I rarely record with clicks. Yeah. It's... Uh, uh, I uh, just uh, I just compiled all the stuff that mm-hmm. I've been recording that's in that style uh, and uh, I find it I have a hard time 
uh, knowing if it's boring or not. Because <laughs> I, I, I know that I enjoy listening to it in, in uh, with headphones in the couch, you know. But uh, if I have no idea if if it applies to other people too, because I, I I'm not sure. Because I'm pretty new to that genre of music. Because mm-hmm. I just like the last couple of years that I've been getting some interest in in ambient or drone-ish stuff or whatever but uh so but uh we'll see I'll, I'll try to put it on spotify and see what 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 happens maybe there some release physical release will come later maybe I, i'm not sure just do it on cassette cassettes yeah, are hot yeah. Now. you can get them quick and yeah. they're cheap <laughs> yeah and also it, it's funny when you do like kind of drone stuff like that like you said like is this boring i don't know and uh it, it always if i work with like a videographer and they need music and the, I look at the video, and I'm like, yeah, this is, they're like, I don't know if this is boring or not. And then the, my music, I'm like, I don't know, like, this, does this work? And But you put them together, and it's like this magic happens. You know, that's yeah, like yeah. The marrying the visual with the uh, the audio in a way that's, like, different than making a music video or or whatever, you yeah. know. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. What, um, that's actually my, my, my goal with the ambient stuff. Uh, I really want to... Uh, do exactly that i would make music for for uh like short stories or short videos or mm-hmm. whatever um it would be uh would be really nice it's it's not a, a huge market but i i always think it's really cool whenever like you listen to an audiobook and it's got like a soundtrack element to it too it's yeah, not yeah. it's not just somebody reading the book you know what i mean i, I was um wanted to I don't, I don't know the legalities of this, but if I could license some books, I would love to like read a book and then make the soundtrack for it and put that out. I don't know how that would work. It's but... uh, in in uh, uh, way back before the Lord of the Rings uh, uh-huh. became a movie. Um, the Swedish national radio did like a audio book for it with sound effects and music. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I tried to download download it all when I was like, I think I was around 20, 20. It was 20 years ago, I think. Uh-huh. I think this was made in the 80s or early 90s. I, I'm i not sure. But uh, it was on like 16 CDs or 17 CDs or Holy something. So I, <laughs> so I didn't get to download it all. But the thing that I... Uh, Got out. It was awesome. So I, I'm I'm trying to find that now to yeah to uh, re re listen. It's got to be out it's there awesome. somewhere. Man. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, being playing in a band, you know, in, in Sweden, it's you, you're from there, so it's kind of um, I, I guess like second nature to you. But as an American band going to Sweden, all of a sudden everybody's like, you can't be louder than like 98 dB. You know, and uh, yeah. and that's with the whole PA and everything. And I mean, sometimes our, our drummer's snare alone is like 102 yeah. dB, you know? And so it's like you, and I've seen so many Swedish bands like really adapt to that really well and to, and to use the PA as your main amp. And then I've even seen Swedish bands like turn their amps away from uh, the crowd or like, you know, yeah, inside and things like that. Just so I guess you're trying to like skirt the, uh, the little dB monitor that'll, that'll limit you. But um, yeah, what, what's it like when you get to come to the states and just let it rip? Well, the the thing is that uh, when I, I think the in in Sweden now venues has been better 
controlling the like the venue, the sound at, at the venue, and more like better soundproofing and better acoustics. Uh, you have played Sticky Fingers a couple of times, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Uh, and I know when we played there the first time, it was really, really strict, and we had a hard time with everything. Mm-hmm. But the last time we were there, uh, or the couple of, I think, two, oh, never mind. Uh, we didn't have any like problems with it. Uh, I was really surprised because, uh, as you say, this Espen is a hard-hitting drummer. Uh-huh. And uh, as you say, just a drum kit alone is is like 100 dB without the PA. Um, so, but I think uh, they, or if they change the, that you can play for 100 dB, but just for, they measure the peaks, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, so you can play like 100 dB, but it, it, it's, it's, if, if your music is dynamic, it's better because they measure the average. Huh. Uh, I oh, think. Okay. I'm not, Weird. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't never really mind. Like that. Yeah. Uh, every every country has a different set of rules. I think it's the same in Switzerland or something. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Totally. It is there. I think it's even stricter in Switzerland. Yeah, I think so too. More yeah. more strict. Um, but uh, but when we come to the U.S., it's you know I'm I'm kind of used to have my amps on a certain volume uh-huh. so uh, when we play like a bit bigger stages of course it's always good to you know to crank it a bit extra but uh, at the same time i'm having a hard time when singing and and you know s- smaller places and you get all the guitar right into the vocal yeah. microphone so and <clears throat> So I've been changing the way I put up my rig on stage as well a little, little bit. Um, so it, it's these. Uh, I think that when we played the US the first time, we cranked everything like as much as we could. But um, it, sometimes it's a bit harder to control for both the sound guy and for like. Even though I like to play loud, it's also you have to think about what what the audience is getting. Yeah. So it, it's uh, it, uh, yeah. I think volume is less important to me now than before. I think a, a great sounding guitar is is better. Yeah, absolutely. Because I I definitely you know when I was way younger, you know, it's like twenty years ago. Yeah, I would get offended if the sound guy asked me to turn down and you know, and it, and that that sort of that I think that culture with us at least came from like every venue in town sounded like shit. It was just like the yeah. PA was awful and like that you could tell a band was good or not by just how good they sounded in that shitty club. And like a, the the way that we sounded great was like we had this drummer that was louder than God and then we had yeah. to, you know, dial in our tones, like balance that we were a very well balanced, you know, band on stage, but you know, the PA was mostly just for kick and vocals. Um, yeah. but you know, once the, the sound guys started to put all the guitars in there and everything, it was just going to turn into a mess. And yeah, the older I get, the more I'm like, yeah, let's just uh, dial it back a little bit. And, uh, venues usually do sound a lot better than they used to back in those days. I, I guess it was uh, yeah. a lot more of like a punk kind of attitude back then. But now I think, you know, most clubs got their shit together. 
But also the the big uh, like game changer is when you start to travel with your own sound guy. Yes, absolutely. That's. Um, I mean, you, 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 I would say that these days you have to bring your own sound person before you bring a merch person or anything else. You know, just like sell your own yeah. merch, but you're gonna have to have a sound person back there. Yeah, that's really it's crucial. What? Uh, so, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I, I think it was finished. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I, yeah, I, I, I hate to say it, but the sword hasn't been to Europe since like 2015, I think, maybe 2016, and uh, that we're um, thinking about, you know, doing something. I'm not gonna like come out and say anything at all, but like, you know, what's it's it's funny because like everything that got postponed is like kind of clogged up all of this mm-hmm. year and most of next year. So and thinking about when the time that we could even potentially go back over there, like the sword won't have been to Europe in like almost eight years, which yeah. is nuts. Like, I mean, what's, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to expect <laughs> anymore. You know, like festivals and stuff. Like, does anybody even remember us over there and stuff? Yeah, like, I think that, yeah. I think people, I think you would do good now in, in Europe if you haven't been for so long. Uh-huh. Because I, I, I know we uh, when we played now this, this last tour we did in Europe, um, we I think it yeah it was almost exactly two years ago that we toured Europe, and people were so fucking stoked. Uh, so I I think you uh, I think you will do good. I felt that way in the states when we came back because uh, whenever we first got back together like we hadn't we hadn't been in the same room in like three years. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was rusty. And I was just talking with uh, uh, Nick from the helicopters, and he was like, he said, yeah, our first show back was pretty rusty, but I think the crowd was pretty rusty, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. People, people forgot how to party, you know. Yeah. But um, I don't know. But it's uh, it's, it's going to be good to, to just hit the road. I haven't – God, yeah. I, I no. You know what I really miss? Oh, you know what? No. It's more of a Norwegian thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to um, – I don't know. Maybe you have it in Sweden too, but it's I don't even know what it's called. But it's that uh that brown goat cheese that people yeah uh, mies well, it's mies mör. It's called yeah I know what you mean yeah uh, I I think it's so disgusting. No really, <laughs> I, I love like yeah like strange um, regional foods like that. That's that's the one thing I miss the most about uh, touring over there. Are there any like um, the you uh like food items in the u.s that you uh that you miss i i kind of you know uh, the just about thinking about food and that's except for like playing music trying you know going to uh finding a like a really sweet thai restaurant or nice you know because the in in sweden the the taco culture is like it's like white trash tacos <laughs> uh, it's it's uh people eat say they eat tacos here but it's not really tacos it's some <laughs> speech, uh, version of it but uh uh eating a really nice taco is i i miss that sometimes <laughs> That's uh even like the the late night food culture in the U.S. is kind of on hold right now, um, just because of COVID. Like a lot of restaurants close at you know eight nine yeah. o'clock, and if you want to eat late, then and, and I I stopped eating pizza 
uh, which really yeah. put a dent in the in the late night, um, you know, eats. But yeah, like now, all you got now is pizza and tacos after the show, and uh, you're, you're lucky if there's a Waffle House uh, <laughs> anywhere. But yeah, yeah, but uh, I really miss eating. Uh, you know, coming to Newtown, and uh, we get recommendations from from friends, and you know, oh, you're coming to like uh, this town. Don't don't miss this place, and mm-hmm. we'll go there. And when it's awesome, it's it's it is awesome to eat to find new food, new restaurants, and uh, it, I like that a lot. It was funny. I was talking with uh, Bill Steer from Carcass, and because uh, he, he's been vegan since like '83, you know, and he yeah. said like back in the day they used to just eat pea soup. That was it. That's all <laughs> that you could eat as a vegan. But now he said like in the states, like you can get vegan anything, like vegan lobster, or you know what? He just like uh, said, yeah, yeah, that's what he misses the most about yeah touring the states is just all the the crazy vegan cuisine. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. The 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 vegan stuff is is. Um, even though you can, when you talk about food in the U.S., you don't really think about the first thing you think about is not vegan food, right? But it, compared to now, last couple of like two years, that market exploded in Sweden. Uh, the vegan food mm-hmm. stuff, but uh, the U.S. has always been a step ahead with the you know the Beyond Meat and. Um, the, the have you have you seen the product called just egg no it's it's like uh, vegan eggs you can make omelets and 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 it ta- I, I had it at a in denver at a um a restaurant like lunch restaurant or whatever and i had a vegan omelet it was really weird uh, <laughs> but it was super good and they had this product called just egg it's like liquid vegan egg that you just can yeah, make omelets with, it. and it's and it that that hasn't come to the to to Sweden yet. So I, I'm <laughs> now we go to the US in in March. I will try to bring like a couple of bottles of just egg with me home to see if I can <laughs> get it through customs. I'm not sure. Or it's just gonna explode in your bag, and then it's just gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be horrible. Vegan omelet in my suitcase. Oh, dude, man! I uh, hopefully I can catch y'all on this next tour. Um, but I, either way, man, I I just absolutely can't wait for both our bands to hit the road and and eat yeah. great food and get fatter, and uh, exactly. just play some goddamn rock and roll music again. Um, yeah. thanks so much for coming on, Thomas. I really appreciate it. Uh, love your band. And um, is a uh, I usually ask all the bands that come on the show if they want to play a song. Do you uh, do you have anything off the last record? Maybe you want to play or anything at all, man. It could be uh, yeah, whatever you want. Uh, I think uh, one of my favorite songs from from our last album is um, To Each Their Own. Um, so you can play that if Hell you want yeah. to. We're, we're going to play it right now. Hell yeah. Why, cool. why, why is it your favorite? Because uh, I think it's the... Uh, it, it's had a lot of clean parts uh and acoustic guitar in the verse and stuff so we didn't we haven't been doing that a lot but uh the last record we did took a longer time in the studio and we 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 couldn't yeah since you know covid and all we had a a lot of time to prepare and we could yeah and it it, it came out exactly the way I, it sounded in my head when i wrote it and that's not often <laughs> yeah that's awesome man well uh, hell yeah we're gonna play it right now tomas thanks so much for coming on man. 
Thank you, Kyle.
thanks for tuning in to The Highway with Kyle Shutt. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe if you want to keep up with the latest episodes. And don't forget to check out The Highway with Kyle Shutt playlist on Spotify to keep up with all the rad tunes that we play on the program. And if you need some new gear in your life, don't forget to check out Reverend Guitars, Railhammer Pickups, Idiot Box Effects, and Ray Ray Decker Cables. Stay high, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs>